Hello, today we are reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid, pages 51 to 75. At the top of 51. I tried not to let it bother me too much, though. I've never been allowed to go to the Crossland Haunted House before, and I wasn't going to let Raleigh ruin it for me. Roderick has told me all about it, and I've been looking forward to this for about three years. Anyway, when we got to the entrance, I started having second thoughts about going in. Good evening. But Mom seems like she was in a hurry to get this over with, and she moved us along. Once we were through the gate, it was one scare after another. There were vampires jumping out at you, and people without heads, and all sorts of crazy stuff. But the worst part was this area called Chainsaw Alley. There was this big guy in a hockey mask, and he had a real chainsaw. Roderick told me the chainsaw had a rubber blade, but I wasn't taking any chances. Right then, it looked like the chainsaw guy was going to catch us. Mom stepped in and bailed us out. That's not nice. I'm sorry, ma'am. Mom made the chainsaw guy show us where the exit was. And that was the end of our haunted house experience right there. I guess it was a little embarrassing when Mom did that. But I'm willing to let it go this one time. Saturday. The Crossland Haunted House really got me thinking. Those guys were charging five bucks a pop. That means five dollars for each person. And the line stretched halfway around the school. I decided to make a haunted house of my own. Actually, I had to bring Raleigh in on the deal because Mom wouldn't let me convert our first floor into a full-out haunted house, haunted mansion. I knew Raleigh's dad wouldn't be crazy about the idea either. So we decided to build the haunted house in his basement and just not mention it to his parents. Me and Raleigh spent most of the day coming up with an awesome plan for our haunted house. Here was our final plan. Hall of Screams, Lake of Blood, Bottomless Pit, Rat Tunnel, Maze of a Thousand Skulls, Knife Alley, Hand Hall. Death Slide, Acid Lake, Exit. I don't mean to brag or anything, but what we came up with was way better than the Crossland High School Haunted House. We realized we were going to need to get the word out that we were doing this thing, so we got some paper and made up a bunch of flyers. I'll admit, maybe we stretched the truth a little in our advertisement, but we had to make sure people actually showed up Haunted house with live sharks. Ouch. By the time we finished putting the flyers up around the neighborhood and got back to Raleigh's basement, it was already 2.30, and we hadn't even started putting the actual haunted house together yet. So we had to cut some corners from our original plan. When 3 o'clock rolled around, we looked outside to see if anyone had showed up, and sure enough, there were about 20 neighborhood kids waiting in line outside Raleigh's basement. Now, I know our flyer said admission was 50 cents, but I could see that we had a chance to make a killing here. That means make a lot of money. So I told the kids that admission was two bucks, and the 50 cent thing was just a typo. That means a mistake on the flyer. The first kid to cough up his two bucks was Shane Snella. 
He paid his money, and we let him inside, and me and Raleigh took our positions in the Hall of Screams. The Hall of Screams was basically a bed with me and Raleigh on either side of it. Raw! Ah! Raw! I guess maybe we made the Hall of Screams a little too scary, because halfway through, Shane curled up in a ball underneath the bed. We tried to get him to crawl out from under there, but he wouldn't budge. I started thinking about all the money we were losing with this kid clogging up the hall of screams, and I knew we had to get him out of there quick. Eventually, Raleigh's dad came downstairs. At first, I was happy to see him, because I thought he could help us drag Shane out from under the bed and get our haunted house cranking again. But Raleigh's dad wasn't really in a helpful mood. Raleigh's dad wanted to know what we were doing and why Shane Snella was curled up under the bed. Poke, poke. We told him that the basement was a haunted house and that Shane Snella actually paid for us to do this to him. But Raleigh's dad didn't believe us. I admit that if you looked around, it didn't really look like a haunted house. And we had all we had time to put together was the Hall of Screams and the Lake of Blood, which was just Raleigh's old baby pool with half a bottle of ketchup in it. I tried to show Raleigh's dad our original plan to prove that we really were running a legitimate operation, but he still didn't seem convinced. And to make a long story short, that was the end of our haunted house. The good news is, since Raleigh's dad didn't believe us, he didn't make us refund Shane's money. So at least we cleared two bucks today. That means at least we made two dollars. Top of page 60. Sunday. Raleigh ended up getting grounded for that whole haunted house mess yesterday. He's not allowed to watch TV for a week. And he's not allowed to have me over at his house during that time. The last part really isn't fair, because that's punishing me, and I didn't even do anything wrong. And now, where am I supposed to play my video games? Anyway, I felt kind of bad for Raleigh, so tonight I tried to make it up to him. I turned on one of Raleigh's favorite TV shows, and I did a play-by-play -play over the phone so he could kind of experience it that way. Wow, look at the size of that flamethrower! Oh, yeah, never mind. I did my best to keep up with what was going on on the screen. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure if Raleigh was getting the full effect. I bet this part is going to be funny. What? <laughs> I was right. It was funny. Tuesday. Well, Raleigh's grounding is finally over. And just in time for Halloween, too. I went up to his house to check out his costume, and I have to admit, I'm a little jealous. Raleigh's mom got him his, this night costume that's way cooler than his costume from last year. His night outfit came with a helmet and a shield and a real sword and everything. I've never had a store-bought costume before. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to go as tomorrow night so I'll probably just throw something together at the last minute. I figure maybe I'll bring back the toilet paper mummy again. But I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow night, 
So that might not be the smartest choice. In the past few years, the grown-ups in my neighborhood have been getting cranky about my lame costumes, and I'm starting to think it's actually having an effect on the amount of candy I'm bringing in. What are you supposed to be? A cowboy? Double baseball hats. But I don't really have time to put together a good costume, because I'm in charge of planning out the best route for me and Raleigh to take tomorrow night. This year, I've come up with a plan that'll get us at least twice the candy we scored last year. Halloween. About an hour before we were supposed to start trick-or-treating, I still didn't have a costume. At that point, I was seriously thinking about going as a, cost as a cowboy for the second year in a row. But then, Mom knocked at my door and handed me a pirate costume with an eye patch and a hook and everything. Raleigh showed up around 6.30 wearing his night costume, but it didn't look anything like it looked yesterday. Raleigh's mom made all these safety improvements to it, and you couldn't even tell what he was supposed to be anymore. She cut out a big hole in the front of the helmet so he could see better and covered him up in all this reflective tape that's tape that shines so cars can see you. She made him wear his winter coat underneath everything. And she replaced his sword with a glow stick. I grabbed my pillowcase and me and Raleigh started to head out. But mom stopped us before we could get out the door. I want you to take Manny with you. Man, I should have known there was a catch. When mom gave me that costume, I told mom there was no way we were taking Manny with us because we were going to hit 152 houses in three hours. And plus, we were going to be on Snake Road, which is way too dangerous for a little kid like Manny. I should never have mentioned that last part because the next thing I knew, mom was telling dad, he had to go along with us to make sure we didn't step foot outside our neighborhood. Dad tried to squirm out of it, but once Mom makes up her mind, there's no way you can change it. Slam! Before we even got out of our own driveway, we ran into our neighbor, Mr. Mitchell, and his kid, Jeremy. So, of course, they tagged along with us. Maddie and Jeremy wouldn't trick-or-treat at any houses with spooky decorations on them, so that ruled out pretty much every house on our block. Dad and Mr. Mitchell started talking about football or something, and every time one of them wanted to make a point, they'd stop walking. Blah, 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 blah. So we were hitting only one, only about one house every 20 minutes. After a couple of hours, Dad and Mr. Mitchell took the little kids home. I was glad that meant me and Raleigh could take off. Because that meant me and Raleigh could take off. My pillowcase was almost empty, so I wanted to make up as much time as possible. A little while later, Raleigh told me he needed a potty break. I made him hold off for another 45 minutes. But by the time we got to my grandma's house, 
It was pretty clear that if I didn't let Raleigh use the bathroom, it was going to get messy. So I told Raleigh if he wasn't back inside in one minute, back outside in one minute, I was going to start helping myself to his candy. After that, we, ha <clears throat> we headed back out on the road. But it was already 1030, and I guess that's when most grown-ups decide Halloween is over. You can kind of tell because that's when they start coming to the door in their pajamas and giving you the evil eye. We decided to head home. We made up a lot of time after Dad and Manny left, so I was pretty satisfied with how much candy we took in. When we were halfway home, this pickup truck came roaring down the street with a bunch of high school kids in it. The kid in the back was holding a fire extinguisher. And when the truck passed by us, he opened fire. That means he shot it at them. I have to give Raleigh credit because he blocked about 95% of the water with his shield. And if he hadn't done that, all of our candy would have gotten soaked. When the truck drove away, I yelled out something that I regretted about two seconds later. We're calling the cops! The driver slammed on the brakes, and he turned his truck around. Me and Raleigh started running, but those guys were right on our heels. That means they were right behind them. The only place I could think of that was safe was Grandma's house, so we cut through a couple backyards to get there. Grandma was in bed already, but I knew she keeps a key under the mat on her front porch. Once we got inside, I looked out the window to see if those guys had followed us, and sure enough, they did. I tried to trick them into leaving, but they wouldn't budge. Well, I guess now that we're safe in our own house, you can't get us. After a while, we realized the teenagers were going to wait us out. So we decided we were just going to have to spend the night at Grandma's. That's when we started getting cocky, making monkey noises at the teenagers and whatnot. Well... At least I was making monkey noises. Raleigh was kind of making owl noises, but I guess it was the same general idea. Ooh, ooh, ee, 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 ah, ah, ah. Ooh, ooh. I called Mom to tell her we were going to crash at Grandma's for the night, but Mom sounded really mad on the phone. She said it was a school night and that we had to get home right that instant, so that meant we were going to have to make a run for it. I looked out the window at the end. This time, I didn't see the truck. But I knew those guys were hiding somewhere and were just trying to draw us out. So we snuck out the back door, hopped over Grandma's fence, and ran all the way to Snake Road. I figured our chances were better there because there aren't any streetlights. Snake Road is scary enough on its own without having a truckload of teenagers hunting you down. Every time we saw a car moving, a car coming, we dove into the bushes. It must have taken us a half hour to go a hundred yards. But believe it or not, we made it all the way home without getting caught. Neither one of us let our guard down until we got to my driveway. <sighs> but right then, there was this awful scream, and we saw a big wave of water coming toward us. Man, I forgot all about Dad, and we totally paid the price for it. 
Whoops. <laughs> when me and Raleigh got inside, we laid out all our candy on the kitchen table. The only things we could salvage, that means save, were a couple of mints that were wrapped in cellophane and the toothbrushes Dr. Garrison gave us. I think next Halloween I'll just stay home and mooch some Butterfingers from the bowl mom keeps on the top of the refrigerator.